Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Nothing But Locks podcast. I'm your host, Ali Melnicki, accompanied by Jacob Schrader. How are you doing today, Jacob? I'm doing good. Uh, I may officially have a, a bad fantasy team. No. At this point in the year. I basically, you know, I basically played the role of a good guy and told my friend, you know, my friend offered me a trade. It was something like Joe Mixon and Clyde Edwards-Alaire for Stefan Diggs. And I would basically thought that trade was going to get vetoed. And I kind of told him, you know, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, he's not what you think he is. This is a friend I've had for my whole life. So I felt right. that. And it kind of screwed me because we haven't talked to trade in a while and my team is in the dumps. So can't be the nice guy every time. No, I'm, I told you before the podcast, I'm riding a four-game losing streak. I just had a couple bad breaks. I'm feeling a little confident this week. I'm actually going to start Kirk Cousins over Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert, I just don't know who he's throwing to. Mike Williams is out. Keenan Allen didn't practice all week. It doesn't sound like he's going to play at all. I think uh, Josh Palmer's hurt. So I don't know who Justin Herbert's going to throw to. So I'm going to side with Kirk Cousins. So let's go straight to the picks and let's start with the quarterback here. So my first quarterback that I like to start this week is one that I'm not usually high on, but he is playing. He has a favorable matchup against the Raiders and that's Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is going up against a Raiders defense that just made Andy Dalton look like he was the comeback player of the year. And they let Alvin Kamara run all over him too. The Raiders give up the most points than any other team, even the Houston, even more points than the Detroit Lions to an opposing quarterback. I think Trevor Lawrence could bounce back against the Raiders. He couldn't have he could have a decent game. Now that he has Travis Etienne just running a muck behind him, he he does get better chances to throw because the defense is spread out a bit, anticipating the run. I like Trevor Lawrence this week for sure. I also think that. Trevor Lawrence, he just had a bad break the last few weeks. He had to play Denver's defense last week. We know how good Denver's defense is. So I think this week he comes back and has a good week. My next start is actually Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton of the Saints, he has been playing well as of late. I know two weeks ago against the not, the uh, Arizona Cardinals, he threw three interceptions, two which were pick sixes. But he did have a good game last week. He has a favorable matchup coming up this week on Monday night against a Ravens defense that just has given up a ton of points to opposing guys. I know they did well against Tom Brady last week, but Tom Brady's not really one to to look at this year. He's not having a good year. I like Andy Dalton. I think they might be getting Michael Thomas back. Either way, I think that Chris Olave is going to be one of the top 10 fantasy guys for the next few years. So Andy Dalton is my other start. And then my final start, I'm actually going with Aaron Rodgers. Why? Because they are playing the Lions, and the Lions have a terrible defense. They didn't do anything at the trade deadline to help out their defense. So I think Aaron Rodgers, why I don't I, – I think it's going to be a close game, but I think there's going to be a lot of points, and I think Aaron Rodgers puts up some points in this one. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, I, I like those picks. Um, Dalton. Dalton's had an interesting career. He's kind of like Ryan Fitzpatrick, but I don't think he's as good as Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, yeah, they both have crazy hair. One has red hair. One looks like he's homeless. <laughs> yeah. uh, Fitzpatrick gives great interviews, though. He's always been a guy I've liked. He's a, he's a, like a, he was like a state. He was, he was like one of the most popular NFL players who like wasn't really that good. Um, Someone normally, told me they were he were that Ryan Fitzpatrick reminds him of that frat boy that always like got A's in school, but he never went to class and drank beer all day. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Ryan Fitzpatrick also went to Harvard, so I think that was him. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, you know, Aaron Rodgers against the Lions. Uh, it's basically Aaron Rodgers' second job besides beating on the Chicago Bears to beat on the Detroit Lions. Um, I, I think that's an excellent pick. I'll follow suit um, and say my starters are Kirk Cousins, Justin Fields, whoa, and Marcus Mariota. Wow, just, you're going the Justin Fields rap. I may be. You know, let's start with Kirk because Kirk yeah. is playing Washington. Yep, and I'm and starting in this week as well. Go ahead. To some degree, that's an auto start. But Kirk has not been the holy grail of fantasy quarterbacks. And he has, you know, he, he really has been in previous years. He's always been top eight. Really, eighth is where I see him being. Um, but he's 16th this year, at least in my league. Um, he gets TJ Hawkinson. He'll have about a 60% ready TJ Hawkinson. Um, and he's playing a Washington defense that is bad, uh, to say the least. So I like Kirk. I like Kirk, even if the, the Vikings didn't swindle the Detroit Lions earlier this week. Um, I'm, I'm happy Kirk and the Vikings are finally good. I mean, this is a dude that shut up and played hard his entire career. Um, I, you know, he had that awesome, you like that moment. Uh, I'm happy Kirk is going to be in the, in the playoffs this year. I hope he does something with it. Um, next up is Justin Fields. And this is not as crazy as I think you're, you're going to tell me it is. Um, I actually don't think it's that crazy. I have him as, as a sit this week, but I'll get to that later. Yeah, you know, it depends on how big of a deal Bradley Chubb becomes in his first game back. Because without Bradley Chubb, Miami does not have a good defense, right? They, they like, really don't have a good defense. They have a pretty bad defense. Um, and Justin Fields has been playing pretty well, right? The last two games for Justin Fields, the last three games, actually, have been viable fantasy performances. Yep. Right, Washington, New England, and then even Dallas – you know, he, he hasn't even thrown for over 200 yards in any of the any of these games, but he's playing an incredibly weak Miami defense. I think he'll run the ball quite a bit. I think he may even throw for 200 yards, two touchdowns, and then 60 rushing yards. I mean, that's a that's a solid performance, and you know the the Dolphins are going to put up points. You know they're going to be trying to get the ball to Claypool. They will. They'll do it. Uh, maybe maybe it'll be a touchdown, but uh, I think Justin Fields is a reasonable fantasy start. You've got a lot of guys who are on buys this week. Um, I think it's an okay guy to start. Lastly, I've got Mariota, and 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 the Falcon. You know, I, I saw an Instagram post. You know, top ten teams in the NFL, and some random person is complaining that the Falcons are not on the list. They're saying they barely lose in their losses and they've beaten the 49ers and another standout team. You know, they're playing the Chargers. The Chargers defense has not been what we thought it might be. Right. Mariota has picked up rushing the ball, right? His last four games, he hasn't rushed for under 30 yards. You know, it's also true he hasn't thrown for more than 253 and three of those four have been under 150. But he's running the ball. Chargers are not a good defense. They're at home. You know, Kyle Pitts is picking it up a little bit. I think you can see a 250, two touchdown, 50 rushing yard performance from Mariota this week. I think the Falcons are like not that bad, uh, especially on offense. No, I mean, they're first place in the NFC South, so you got to give them credit. We, it is, it is a crazy year of the NFL. 
Um, it, it really is. You know, we've got the Rams and the Bucks playing each other, and that is the most depressing game of the entire season. You have the greatest quarterback of all time struggling to do anything with a fully stocked team, and you've got the Super Bowl champions who look like they ate sour mashed potatoes before every game. I mean, this was supposed to be like the premier game on the NFL schedule, and it's a game of two teams with with negative records. Um, what a year. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I was saying when I was in my podcast with Robert yesterday and we were previewing the weekend, how if you told me at the beginning of the season that we would have Rams and Rams and Bucks in week nine, I would be so excited for it. I, th- I would say it was the premier game of the week, and I just feel like it's going to be a dud. There's plenty of injuries on the Rams, and we don't know if Cooper Cup's a definite going to play. It sounds like he will, but you don't know if he's going to be 100%. So it's a shame, but I, I like two of the three-year picks. I definitely like Marcus Mariota, and I definitely like Kirk Cousins. I mentioned I'm going to start Kirk Cousins over Justin Herbert. The thing about Justin Fields is I think Bradley Chubb is going to have a good game. I know they just got him the other day. I know he's not acclimated in the defense, but this guy is one of the premier pass rushers in the game. I think he it's it's not it's it's a little different when you're on defense learning the playbook than being a receiver or being a running back and getting just thrown into the offense. I feel like on defense, if you know you know your cover ones, your cover two, your cover three, you you can pretty much pick it up a little better. I think that Bradley Chubb's gonna have a monster game. The Bears still have a terrible offensive line, terrible offensive line. I think if he's gonna get to the quarterback, I think Justin Fields is gonna get put under pressure a lot. He's going to make mistakes. I think that if the Bears are going to hang in with the Dolphins, they are going to have to rely more on the run than on the pass because I don't think Justin Fields is just going to have time in the pocket. I think Miami's really going to rush them. I know Miami doesn't have a good defense, but they do have Chubb now, and I really think that's going to be all the difference in that one. So let me move on to my sits this week. I mentioned Justin Fields. I just mentioned why I have him sitting. I'm also sitting Mac Jones at the Patriots. I think either until I, I think this is gonna end up being Bailey Zappi's Bailey Zappi's job in the next few weeks. I think that Mac Jones is gonna be benched. He didn't do particularly well against the Jets. I was actually shocked they didn't bench him after after the second after the first half. He really well, he was being compared to, to he was being compared to Zach Wilson, who was basically giving up interceptions for free. Yeah. So <laughs> Zach Wilson, yeah, Zach Wilson was doing terribly. Mac Jones wasn't doing any better. Mac Jones is happy that the Patriots for one, for a change actually w- were stopping were stopping the run and stopping the pass. They didn't do well at all the previous Monday against the Bears. They allowed the Bears to run all over them, but they were able to stop. Mostly they were able to stop the Jets because they didn't have Brees Hall. But Mac Jones is a sit for me. And then my final sit is Jared Goff. I know I've been telling everyone to start him the past few weeks. I'm not to say that I'm giving up on him, but he is going up against the Packers. And while the Packers haven't been necessarily a stud on defense, I think he's going to struggle this week with a little less targets. He doesn't have TJ Hawkinson anymore. Amon Ra is still there, but then the receivers behind him, Josh Reynolds and Raymond, they're just not consistent. So Jared Goff is my other, is my other set. Yeah, I can see sitting Goff. Um, Lion, you know, last year Lions fans were really unhappy with him. He obviously started hot this year, but I think the tide is turning against him yet again. 
Um, I agree with Mac Jones. I think Bailey Zappi is just a thousand times more exciting, has a cooler name, maybe just a better quarterback straight up. Um, I mean, Mac Jones played okay last year, but he doesn't have a proven track record or anything. I mean, at, at this point, the two are really comparable in the fact that they're both young quarterbacks who can throw a little bit. I think Zappi, I mean, Zappi's got a good arm. Um, and Zappi put up 300 yards in his first, first full start. Uh, or maybe second, but that's pretty rare. Um, so I have golf as well, right? Going against Green Bay. I think Green Bay needs to get right game. Um, this will be interesting. I mean, if Green Bay loses to the Lions, and they definitely could, uh, that'll be tough for I, I think the Lions, I think the Lions actually cover. It's a three-and-a-half-point spread. I think that it's going to end up being a field goal game. I think it's going to be a lower-scoring game than people are used to with the Lions just because the Packers don't put a lot of points on the board either. So I actually think the Lions cover, and they have a chance to upset them this week. Yeah. And then my my last two sits are Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford. I mean, that, that actually just sucks to have to read out loud, considering how, you know, how exciting this matchup has suddenly become after last year. Um, I mean, Stafford beat them in week three last year. Stafford had that, you know, soul-killing, as Matthew Stafford said, win against the Bucs in, in the playoffs. Right. And now they're the two dud teams of the NFC. I mean, they're the two teams that are supposed to be good and are just not. Um, I think you can sit both of them. I think this is going to be a 13 to 12 game, something silly like that. I, I, I don't know. You know, Stafford, I would actually say, is a better start than Brady here because Stafford has kind of lit up the Bucs the last two times he's played them. That's true. Yep. He really lit them up in week three, like, like, as good a Matthew Stafford performance I've ever seen. I think Stafford actually played exceptionally well last week. Uh, Tyler Higby dropped a third and one that would have gone for 40 yards. And he probably could have scored in that play, which would have put the game at like 24 to 21. And it wouldn't have been a blowout at that point. I think Stafford is a better pick than Brady, but I think both of them are really truly sittable this week. Yeah, I, I agree with both of those. I think that, that both are struggling. Matt Stafford, we were just talking about this before. If Cooper Cup can't be 100%, who's he going to throw to? Cooper Cup is his guy. He throw he targets him anywhere from 10 to 15 times a game easily. If he doesn't have a healthy Cooper Cup, he's he's in big trouble. And I don't know how he rebounds. I mean, what are, what are you doing with your quarterback situation? Because Matt Stafford's your boy. Are you still starting him? I will start Matthew Stafford regardless of whatever happens in the world. <laughs> He's your guy. <laughs> yep. But that's fine. I mean, there there's certain guys you just gotta got you gotta have, and he's yours. So I'm glad you stay you're staying loyal. <laughs> Let's yep. move on to running back. So my first start for running back is Tyler Algier. Uh, of the Falcons, the Falcons going up against the Chargers. We mentioned before how the Chargers just are not that good on defense. They actually allow the second most fantasy points to opposing running backs. I think Atlanta is going to pound the ball in the ground this week. I think Tyler is going to get the majority of the snaps. I think he's actually going to go in for a few touchdowns. He's going to have a big game. I think he's a definite start. If he's, he's, he's actually available in a lot of leagues. If he's available in your league, and you're a little thin at the running back position, especially with all the teams that are on buys this week, go ahead and pick them up. My second stardom is Josh Jacobs of the Raiders. Jacobs didn't have a good game at all last week after lighting it up against the Texans the prior week. 
I think he comes back this week against the Jaguars. The Jaguars, they aren't that great against the run. They're better. They're much better against the pass. They actually have allowed the six most fantasy points to opposing running backs. I think that the, the Raiders are going to try to keep it out of Derek Carr's hands. Derek Carr, I've been saying for years, is just not a quarterback that's going to lead a team to a Super Bowl. Definitely can't get you a playoff win. I think that they're going to rely on the run game more. I don't know if Josh McDaniels trusts Derek Carr enough to give him the ball a lot. So Josh Jacobs is a start for me. And then my final start is whether it's Eno Benjamin or James Conner for the Cardinals. The Cardinals are going up against Seattle this week. I think Seattle's just too much riding on their high horse. I actually think the Cardinals beat Seattle outright. A lot of people were a little surprised that the Cardinals are one and a half point favorites against Seattle when Seattle's five and three and Arizona's the other way at three and five. I, I think it's the right side. I think the Cardinals bring the Seahawks back to earth in Arizona this game. I think that Geno Smith comes back to earth. I think the defense comes back to earth. And I think that the Arizona running game is going to benefit a lot from that game. So those are my starts. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, um, I like Al- Algier. The only hesitancy I had for picking him up was he doesn't catch the ball. And that changed last week. He had three catches for 46 yards and a touchdown. Uh, yeah, Jacobs is is a beast. And then, you know, I actually don't agree. I don't think Arizona is going to beat Seattle. I think Seattle is good. Um, the defense looks okay. Their offense is absurd. And um, they just beat the Giants. I mean, the, the Giants haven't been an easy team to beat this year. All right. Yep. I don't know. I, I yeah, I understand. I, I Seattle, been... they just don't play as well on the road as they do at home. Like Seattle's one of the toughest places to play. I kind of had a feeling we were going to lose that game against Seattle last week, but I, I just think that this is like one of those trap games that Seattle just had a huge win and then they kind of fall yeah. flat on the road this week. I've been getting burned betting on the 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 Cardinals though, <laughs> like big time getting burned. So I don't know. My starts first off is Raheem. Mostert for the Dolphins, right? Uh, yep. uh, Mostert's been good, and, and he looked good early in the season. Like, he 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 has this little shuffle move where he just turns sideways and shuffles, and he's so quick that it works well. Um, he didn't have a crazy week last week. He catches a few passes, but what he's really going to be is the bell cow back. Uh, the Dolphins are playing Chicago. Chicago has the 29th ranked run defense. Right. Yep. I think they're going to be icing this game early, potentially. Right. I know I picked Justin Fields, um, who I do expect to do okay. Right. But okay for Justin Fields is a little bit different than what you expect the Dolphins to put up. Um, I think Mostert's a good start this week against a weak Chicago defense. Yeah, and it's also supposed to be windy in Chicago. So if it, if the winds are really picking up at Soldier Field, they'll they'll keep the ball on the ground. Yeah, and Mostert's good. I mean, he's been good. He's fast. All right, moving on. Next up, I've got Deontay – no, 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 no. Deonta Foreman of the <laughs> Tennessee Titans. Um, no, 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 no. Sorry, he used, he was drafted by the Tennessee Titans. Right. He's not, he's not on the Titans anymore. With the Panthers, yeah. Yeah, sorry. He, he's on the Panthers. Um, right. Chubba Hubbard got hurt last game. It does not look like he's going to be back – um, so I guess they're optimistic for his return, but, but Foreman really put on a show last week. Um, and, and the Panthers don't have, you know, they've, they've got more at quarterback who's, who actually is okay. Um, 
but he does open up the running game a little bit, right? He's a guy who can move. Right. I think he opens up the play action game. Uh, and Foreman was the clear lead back last week. I mean, Foreman, I actually, Foreman was drafted, I think, in the second round, maybe five, seven years ago. And he's put up two consecutive 118 yard performances. Um, I mean, that's startable. That's as startable as you get. He had 26 carries last week. If you're getting a, if you have a chance to start a running back who, who's going to get 20 carries, you do that. Um, and that's why Dante Foreman is my second start. Nice. Next up is Khalil Herbert, right? This is, you know, he's not even the starter on Chicago, but he's good. And, and he breaks plays open like every single game. Uh, so, so Montgomery's seeing 15 carries a game. Yes. Last week, Herbert saw more carries than Montgomery, right? Herbert's splitting time with Montgomery and he's actually, you know, leading towards being the main back. I think he's just got a, like a, a speed burst that is really hard for defenses to expect. I think Herbert's good. I think, you know, if he gets loose early and, and, and busts out a 60 yard run early, he could have a game breaking performance, but I do think he puts up some sort of performance against Miami. Right, it's a weak defense. I think Khalil Herbert is is a start this week and and will become more of a starter in good matchups for the Bears going forward. Yeah, I actually like Khalil Herbert a lot more than I like David Montgomery. I never was a David Montgomery fan, and I think that Khalil Herbert's success this year is starting to make David Montgomery more of a second option. So I I like the Herbert start a lot. Let's move over to who who I like to sit. This one may surprise you, but I'm sitting Leonard Fournette, and I know that he seems like he's a must-start, but Leonard Fournette just hasn't been putting up the numbers at all this year. He, he's I don't even think he's in the top. I, I'm looking at now. I don't even see. Yeah, he's in, he's not even in the top 10. He is the, he is the 11th most highest scoring running back, but he's going up against the Rams this week. The Rams actually have a very good run defense behind Aaron Donald. They have a good front seven. They've allowed the least the second least most points to opposing fantasy running backs. I know that Christian McCaffrey just ran all over them and threw all over them and caught all over them last week. But Leonard Fournette is not on the same level as Christian McCaffrey. I think I agree with you. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. I would, I would definitely look at sitting, sitting Leonard Fournette. If you have different options, I know that it is, it is then this week because of the bye week but I just don't see Leonard Fournette putting up the numbers this week. My second sit is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire with the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are just going to be balling out and throwing against the Titans. I really do. If, if you remember, the Chiefs were the Chiefs were embarrassed by the Titans last year in the regular season. They lost 27-3. to Pat Mahomes definitely remembers that game. I think Pat Mahomes goes off and throws and just keeps throwing to Travis Kelsey to Juju Smith-Schuster, to Nicole Harmon, all of his targets. I think that it's going to be a thrown game, and I don't think Edwards Lair is going to get the touches that he wants. And then my final sit this week is just any running back that's a part of the L.A. Rams. I don't know who they're giving the ball to. Cam Akers just doesn't exist anymore on the Rams, it seems like. I'm surprised they didn't trade him. Daryl Henderson has just not had a good year at all. They keep bringing all these guys off the practice squad who I don't even know their names half the time. If yeah, LA Ram and they're running back. Sit him. <laughs> that's my that's my take. Yeah, the Rams last week started Ronnie Rivers, an undrafted free agent out of Fresno State, a rookie. Oh man, that's, that's I was desperation. I was, 
I was surprised by that. I mean, you have a, a really good running back in Henderson. Why not start him? Um, anyways, I, I also agree with Fournette, actually. Uh, I, I think Fournette, you know, the, the Rams are like the 2015 Detroit Lions. Right. You know, the, the it used to be like teams would give up running the ball after four carries. We're kind of the same way. And and Rashad White is taking a lot of receptions away from Leonard Fournette. Uh, like it's a scary amount, and I'm a Leonard Fournette owner. I don't have the, you know, the opportunity to start anyone else, so I'm starting Fournette. But I, I agree with you. It's a unless he gets a touchdown and unless he catches six passes, it's going to be a bad week for Fournette. I mean, his last his last two weeks alone, he only got you 11.8 points last week, and the week before against Carolina, he got you 2.6, 2.6 points against Carolina. Ridiculous. You don't, need to, you don't need to remind me. I, I lost that week. <laughs> uh, right. so it's still still fresh on your mind. It is. Latte Lenny. I love Latte Lenny, but I wish he would put up more points. <laughs> um, my sits, James Robinson, right? Another week in New York. I don't, I don't, he played a little bit last week. Um, I can pull it up as I talk, but I don't think he's getting all of the looks in New York. I think this was like a a split backfield kind of plan from the get-go um let's see what he did last week five five rushes for 17 yards right michael carter had seven rushes for 26 yards but he caught four passes i think michael carter is still the guy you want to own in, in new york if you have to start somebody i don't think it's james robinson i don't really think michael carter is, is a, a crazy start this week but i think he's better than james robinson um next up is damian harris on the pats um i thought harris was going to be out for for way longer than than he was um, I think he came back a little bit last week. He, he saw 11 carries for 37 yards. Um, the only problem is, you know, I don't think this is going to be a crazy high-scoring game, and I think Stevenson is actually taking over a little bit as the lead back. Um, the Pats do run the ball like crazy. So, uh, you know, I can't say this is like a, a lock not to start Harris because Harris could get a touchdown here, right? If he if he, if he he trends healthy – you know, this pick can change for me, but just seeing it right now, they're playing the Colts. The Colts are pretty good on defense uh, and Stevenson taking over as a lead back. And then all the Carter quarterback un- uncertainty. I think you sit Harris this week. Um, you give him one more week to get back into the swing of things. And then lastly is Antonio Gibson. Um, Gibson is, is just in a tough space. I you know a tough place. I've mentioned this a few times. He's being replaced by Brian Robinson for seemingly no reason. I mean, Brian Robinson, is has averaged no more than 3.7 yards per carry in a game this season. Uh, Gibson is averaging 3.7 on the season. So I, you know, I guess they're about the same, but if they're splitting carries and Gibson isn't getting targets, it's, it's tough to start him. Um, if you drafted Gibson, you know, especially against Minnesota, who's got a good run defense, it's just not the week for Antonio Gibson. If there is going to be another week for him this whole year. Yeah, I agree with all those. I'm really surprised about the Antonio Gibson as situation as well because I'm with you. I, I I really didn't see the hype behind Brian Robinson, and of course, this is before he got shot as well. But and I'm glad he recovered, and I'm glad he's playing and doing fine. But I think Antonio Gibson is just being left out for no reason. It really baffles me. He isn't getting the carries that he should. And Washington, they're getting better. They're back to being 500. They have a good chance of still getting a wild card spot. So I don't understand why he's not getting getting the ball that he should. Damian Harris, same thing. Agree with you. 
And James Robinson, yeah, I feel like they're just going to split time with Michael Carter. And I think that whoever's playing the Jets, which this week it's the Bills, and we all know how good the Bills defense is. But I think that they're going to just make Zach Wilson throw. I think they're going to take away the run game. I think that they have a great front seven. So definitely agree with all three of those six. How, how, how embarrassing was that Zach Wilson interception last week? I mean, Zach Wilson, I, I, I the, everything about the Jets organization just baffles me. And as a Giants fan, we always look at the Jets as that like ugly stepbrother who you don't know why he's just kind of like hanging around and you don't understand like half the things he does. But the Jets, yeah, when they traded up and drafted Zach Wilson number two, I just did not know what they were doing. I'm like, you you just blew it on Sam Darnold and you're going to draft pretty much like a younger version of Sam Darnold. Doesn't make no. sense. I, I, I'm sorry, but I'm not If I'm an NFL GM, I'm sorry. And I, I, I'm not drafting a quarterback unless he's six foot two. I'm sorry. It's just yeah. these. I mean, I have nothing against. I mean, Drew Brees is one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Kyler Murray is a beast. Russell Wilson is a beast, but well, it, it, yeah, but Russell so Wilson much. even is getting like exposed now. Yeah, you know Zach Wilson is just he he makes stupid decisions, and part of that, without a doubt, is the fact that he just can't see over the line. I mean, I'm sorry, it, it it baffles me. If I'm a GM, I want a quarterback that looks like a quarterback, like Ben Roethlisberger, like big as hell, not going to get hit, not going to get hurt can just throw the ball a mile. I mean, that's what a, a, an NFL quarterback is in this this day and age. We're not running college offenses here. We're, we're running post routes every single play. I don't know. And I don't know. It, it, it's just it, – it baffles me a little bit that the Jets took, uh, you know, Zach Wilson and, you know, he's not paying it out for them. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It, Zach Wilson just – I mean, I think that whole quarterback – class is pretty much a bust if you look at Wilson if you look at how bad Mac Jones is doing Justin Fields I think everyone train I mean I can't really measure Trey Lance he's been hurt Trevor Lawrence isn't doing well so I think that whole draft class is a bust all right let's move on to running uh, not running backs wide receivers so my top uh, start this week who I'm playing he was out last week but Alan Lazard he's practiced final week he's on track to play against the Lions we know how bad the Lions. We know how bad the Lions' defense is. I think that he comes back. He's gonna go back to being Aaron Rodgers' number one guy. I know Romeo Dobbs has really stepped up too, but I think Alan Lazard has a big game. The Detroit Lions' defense has has given up the fifth most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. I think that that Alan Lazard is gonna come out and have a big game. My next one is Tyler Boyd. We know that Jamar Chase is out. And it showed on Monday night when the Bengals were pretty much left scoreless until late in the fourth quarter. I think that that they will have a better game this week going up against the Panthers. But I think that Joe Burrow is going to be forced to throw to T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd a lot more. T. Higgins is usually always a start. Tyler Boyd is kind of a boom or bust from week to week. He had a touchdown on Monday night. I think he gets in the end zone again this week. So Tyler Boyd's a start for me. And Juju Smith-Schuster, he's my other star. I know you aren't high on Juju, but last two weeks, he's just been balling behind the, the Chiefs. He's he against uh, San Francisco. He caught seven passes for 124 yards and a touchdown. Against the Bills the week prior, he caught five passes for 113 yards and a touchdown. Two consecutive 100-plus yard games with a touchdown. I think he's going to have another big game against the Titans this week. So Juju is my other start. Yeah, I don't hate that. Um 
Juju, he, he offers a level of consistency. I saw a play from Patrick Mahomes to him. And, you know, Mahomes just knew exactly where Juju was going to be. I don't see Juju as a crazy athlete, but I think he's a pretty smart player. So I think that helps him a lot, just getting open. Because a lot of these Mahomes completions are not, you know, they're like the eighth read on the play. Um, it's like he's he's gone through his entire progression, and then he's gone through the progression after he's scrambled and made some space. And I think he's developing a good connection with Juju. So I, I like that pick a lot, you know. Alan Lazard, I'll go a separate route, and I'm going to take Romeo Dobbs as my top starter. You know, the only reason I'm taking Dobbs over Lazard is because I think the Packers are going to move the ball pretty consistently this game, mm-hmm. and they're not going to really need to dial up any crazy plays. I do think they throw a lot of eight-yard passes. You know, I can see a good stat line for Dobbs being 10 catches for 80 yards. Um, you know, I think I'm, I'm choosing Dobbs over Lazard because I don't think they're taking too many shots. I think they're moving the ball consistently this game. I'm, you know, I'm also taking the tight end. Um, just in general, uh, I think Tanyan is a, a good player this year. But does, does that make sense? Why I'm saying yeah. Dobbs over Lazard? Yeah, no, it definitely makes sense. Yeah, I get it. Could be wrong. Lazard has been better than Dobbs recently, that's for sure. Um, but the the pace of this game may bode in Dobbs's favor. Next up is Tyler Boyd, right? I, you know, no one did anything for the Bengals on. I think it was Monday Night Football, but it could have been Thursday Night Football. Um, it could have been Sunday Night Football. I don't even know. I just remember it was a special football showing that I was able to tune into, and it was a, a horrible game. So so thank you for that. It was Monday night. Yeah. Uh, you know, lastly is Christian Kirk. Um, I think you know Kirk, Kirk's been okay this year, right? He hasn't been, been crazy, but they're playing the Raiders. I mean, on fantasy, it says the Raiders are 13th against the past. But the Raiders' defense is just bad. I mean, they lost – they got shut out by the Texans. I know that says nothing about their, their their defense, but the Texans put up a lot of points. They've been letting people put up points. Um, you know, I think we're, we're far enough in the season, the chemistry between um, Kirk and uh, the, the Clemson guy, gosh, whatever his name is. I can picture his face. I can't think of his name. I think it's there, and I, I, I think it's a week that – Kirk could go off again. He's had some good performances. Yep. I just think against the Las Vegas, um, Kirk could have a good week. Yeah, no, that's that's a good one. I I agree. I think that there's going to be a lot of points in that Raiders Jacksonville game, especially if the, the Raiders got shut out last week. I think they're going to put points on the board. So agree with Christian Kirk. Let's go to the sitem. So Brandon Cooks is my number one sitem. He plays uh, tonight against the Eagles. I think Brandon Cooks is just totally frustrated and just totally disillusioned because he didn't get traded at the trade deadline. He is just a wasted talent on a Houston roster that has no plans on competing this year. I think that he should have got traded. I think he's just so deflated now that he didn't find himself on the Packers or on the Cowboys. Or Yeah, I'm, I'm hearing some crazy so, shits. Yeah. Well, well, Cooks is tending to a wrist injury that landed him on the injury report. It's it's the wideouts reported frustration about not being dealt ahead of Tuesday's trade deadline that's believed to be the reason for his expected absence on Thursday. Yeah, so even if you know who knows if he's even going to play, but if he does, I don't think his heart's in the game tonight. I don't. I don't. Th- they're already going against the Eagles, who are just a beast both on offense and defense. So sorry, Brandon Cooks owners, 
I know you guys were had your fingers crossed that he'd get traded. He didn't, so you're stuck with him. My next sit is Josh Reynolds, who's just let me down the last two weekends. I think that with Amon Ra back, he's the main guy. I know TJ Hawkinson just got traded, but Sharif, Sharif Raymond has seemed to step in as that number two guy. I think that Raymond's going to get more more catches than Josh Reynolds this week. Josh Reynolds has just been a disappointment the past few weeks. And then my final say is Garrett Wilson. I know Garrett Wilson had a big game last week against the Patriots. He had six catches for 115 yards, but one of those catches was 54 yards. He broke a few tackles. I think that he's going to go back to not having a great week. He really hasn't shown the promise he had that people had when they drafted him as a rookie but he also has terrible quarterback play but but behind Zach Wilson so Garrett Wilson is my final sit yeah the the Jets wide receiver room is an interesting place you've got Elijah Moore doing interviews being asked what's his chemistry like with Zach Wilson and he says I don't know he never throws him the ball he (laughs) wants to he wants to say something a little bit more brave but he seems like he's a smart guy right Um, yeah, I think we've 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 taken enough hits at Zach Wilson this uh this this podcast, so I think we can move on. Um, <laughs> my starts are sorry, my sits. Let's start with Chase Claypool. Um, you know, part uh, yes, I know I did say Justin Fields is a starter, but I think Claypool does something in this game. I just don't think he's doing everything. I don't think. I don't think he's even the clear-cut number one this week. I mean, I think Darnell Mooney has proven himself. Um, he knows Fields better. You've got St. Brown, who's also somehow catching passes and, and a lot of touchdowns now. Uh, I don't. I think he's going to put up three catches for, for 50 yards this game. I don't think he's going to get the touchdown. I, I, I think he'll play a role, but I don't think it'll be one that's going to lead to any significant fantasy upside. Um Next up is a reminder that Robert Woods is just not running routes for the Tennessee Titans. Um, he probably would have been getting a lot more usage in, in L.A., but he he's not seeing the usage. He got two targets last week, four the week before. Right, We reported last week he only ran 18 routes total that week. I don't have a, a, a route count for him this past weekend, but the, the points speak for themselves. They're playing the Chiefs. I mean, that bodes okay for him. But just in general, they're, they're throwing it to other players. Um, their passing offense is not a passing offense that's scary. It's it's the running back, Derrick Henry, that's doing all the work. Um, yeah, so he's a set. And then Jacoby Myers. You know, I like Jacoby Myers, um, partly because of the name. I think he, he's got a good name. But he, he makes some really, actually, some some good catches. Um, the problem is, is that he now has a quarterback controversy in New England and – He's playing the Colts, which are second in pass defense in fantasy to wide receivers. Um, you know, I could be wrong here. He, he's put up some solid weeks this year. Uh, he's like actually a a fantasy player that is valuable. Um, you know, it's been a while since we've had a Pats receiver since Brady left that was valuable. And he's really the first one. He had a nine catch, 60 yard touchdown performance last week. But, you know, I, I, I think this is a low scoring game against the Colts. Um, I think the Pats win, but I don't think Jacoby Myers is, is doing much. Yeah, I agree. I, I like Jacoby Myers too, but I told my friend, I think he's a boomer bust every week. I don't think he's just reliable this week. The the Patriots, so they have a favorable matchup against the Colts. Their de- the Colts defense is actually a pretty good defense. 
They really limited Washington last week to only 10 points until Washington had that late touchdown on the final drive of the game. So I agree with those as well. Let's move on to tight end. So my number one start for a tight end is Gerald Everett, just because it's the reason why I have Justin Herbert sitting this week. I don't know who Justin Herbert's going to throw the ball to. You have Keenan Allen is going to be out. Mike Williams is going to be out. There's a good chance Joshua Palmer, who's questionable right now, might not play. So basically your top receiver might be DeAndre Carter, and then you have Gerald Everett at your at the tight end. Everett should be a definite start this week. My next start is Taysom, Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill has really been coming around and been included more in the offense the past few weeks. He had some big runs last week. The week before, he had a touchdown. The week before that, he went off. I like the Saints going up against the Ravens. I think they're going to run the ball a lot against the Ravens between Alvin Kamara. I think they're going to put Taysom Hill in the Wildcat. I think that game is going over between the Ravens in and the Saints in the points total. There's going to be a lot of points. I mentioned to start Andy Dalton earlier, and I would start Taysom Hill at tight end as well. And then you're going to be surprised, but I think Evan Ingram is a start this week. I hate to say it because I'm not an Evan Ingram fan, but the Jaguars are going up against the Raiders. The Raiders allow the third most fantasy points to opposing tight ends. I think that Trevor Lawrence has some good chemistry with Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram's problem is he just needs to not drop the ball. He's going to get the targets. He's going to get the looks in the end zone. He just needs to, needs to catch the ball. So those are my starts. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, I like your point that the, the Saints-Ravens game screams over. Um, it does. It, it really does. The Saints, for having like a, a pseudo quarterback, they put up so many points. Like the, the Saints just have a good offense. And I think Kamara is the secret, right? Yeah. I think Kamara is basically fucking filthy. And we knew this before. Yeah, I'm, I'm that guy who drafted Joe Mixon over Kamara. And I'm paying the I'm paying the price right now, um, having scored the lowest points of my week this week and having to send a video of me chugging beer tomorrow morning before 10 a.m. Um, <laughs> anyways. It's not the worst thing in the world. You know, you're right. And I hope I'm considering. I'm not saying I'm going to do this. I'm considering filming the video a little bit at a more reasonable time and then sending it at 10 in the morning, but no, anyway. you got to live up. You got to do it. At 10 <laughs> just, I just said I was a good beer. Don't do like, a, like a college beer, like a Keystone light or Natty light. Like those are gross. If you're going to chug beer, it has to be something that tastes okay to go down. Nothing heavy mm-hmm. either. Don't do like an IPA, but I've got a, I've got a six pack of Pacifico in my fridge. How's okay. That? That's a good one. That's a good one. You know, Robert was the one who who recommended me to Pacifico. I told him the only beer I drink is Corona and it has to have a lime in it. And he listed out all the alternatives and how much better they were. So I have taken his advice and I think Pacifico's all right. But hey, this is I mean, Corona. If you're going to have a Corona, go up to Dos Equis at least if you're going to do a Mexican beer. Um, yeah, I, I think Modelo is better than Dos Equis. Oh, I think I Modelo like is Modelo. Yeah, Modelo's good. Not a Modelo fan, but. All right, so I, I think we were on tight ends. Yep. Um, I like your picks. Evan Ingram's been good. Evan Ingram's been, like, sneaky, really good, actually. Um, a lot of consistency the last four weeks from Evan Ingram, which is surprising considering he's that guy who – he's yet another athletic tight end. Call him an, an Eric Ebron twin who just cannot catch the fucking ball. Yeah, very much so. Good point. So I'm going to start with the obvious one, and that's Dalton Schultz. 
when Dak Prescott is playing, Dalton Schultz should be your tight end. I think when Dak Prescott's playing, uh, the tight ends, you know, we talked a little bit about this yesterday, but it goes Travis Kelsey, goes Mark Andrews, and now goes TJ Hawkinson. But I think Dalton Schultz and TJ Hawkinson are in that second tier of tight ends. I think the only guy who's close to that, who's not mentioned, is Zach Ertz. But Zach Ertz takes a little bit of a step down with the addition of um, that beast, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, so he's a start. I think Tunyon's good as well, right? I mentioned I think the Packers are going to be moving the ball. Moving the ball means quick passes to tight ends. It means quick passes to slot receivers like Dobbs. Let's hope for your sake, Allie, it means uh, a, a deep bomb to Lazard as well. Yep. Um but I think Tunyon, I actually think Tunyon is, is good. I, I have him here almost every week. I have him on my pickup list. He's the 10th ranked tight end right now. He's only trending upwards. The Packers will not suck forever. The Packers will be okay at least by the end of the season. I think Tunyon is actually a league winner for people who don't have an elite tight end on their roster. Um, lastly is Tyler Higby. So I just checked the injury report. He's good to go. He doesn't have a designation. Um you know, even if the Rams struggle to put up points this game, that doesn't even bode badly for Higby, right? If they're needing to, to do third and four, third and four, third and five, it's going to be going to Higby. Uh, I think Cup will be fine. Cup's a beast. He's not going to miss time with an ankle injury. injury. Um, I think Higby is a solid start this week. Um, I think Higby is actually a solid start every week. So those are my three tight end starts. Yeah, don't disagree with any of those. Let's move on to Sidham. So you and I both agree, TJ Hawkinson, he's a sit. He's only had a few days to learn the playbook over in Minnesota. It's going to take him a, a little bit to get acclimated into the into the offense. They are also going up against Washington this week, who you'd be surprised. Washington, their defense, allows the least most fantasy points to tight ends. So I definitely would sit TJ Hawkinson. Mike Gusecki is another sit for me. He had a few good weeks when Tua wasn't there, but Tua has such good chemistry with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill that Mike Gusecki just takes a step back. I was actually surprised Gusecki didn't get traded. There was rumors that he might. He was a bit expendable. Mike McDaniel's offense, they don't go to tight ends as much. So I would sit Mike Gusecki. And then I also would sit Dawson Knox this week. I know Knox has been frustrating to a lot of a lot of fantasy owners, but with Josh Allen, once he's on the ball with, with Stefan Diggs, it's hard for any other guy to get the ball except maybe Gabe Davis. I have Isaiah McKenzie, and he's frustrated me for weeks. He'll have a good week, then he'll have a down week, then he'll have another down week, then he'll have a good week. So I think that Dawson Knox is another sit. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, Dawson Knox is touch, he, tough. He does have two consecutive touchdowns, but he has like four receptions total over the last two weeks to go yeah. along with that. Um, Hawkinson is is a sit for me as well. Then I'm going Tyler Conklin and, and Noah Font. Um, and Conklin had a really big week last week, but I don't think it's um, I don't think it's something you can count on to happen again. Right, especially against right. the Bills defense. Yep. Yeah, especially there. Um, and then Font just you know he's not getting the looks that he's accustomed to getting. Um, he's playing Arizona. Arizona is bad against the tight end position, but Font hasn't put up more than 49 reception yards in a game this year, and he has not scored a touchdown yet besides one week in Detroit. And that week in Detroit, he had one catch, and it was a touchdown. So he he's not a he's not the tight end he was last year. Right. Um, I think he's a sit this week. 
Yep, I definitely agree with all those. Let's move on quickly to defenses. So my stardoms this week are Miami going up against Chicago. I mentioned they have Bradley Chubb. I think he's going to have a big a big game this week. I think they're going to get to the ball. They're going to get to Justin Fields. They're going to put up a few sacks. So Miami's a definite start for me. I'm also going with Indianapolis going up against the Patriots. I think Mac Jones is always good for an interception or two every game. Indianapolis does have a pretty good defense, so I would definitely start them. And then Tampa Bay going up against the Rams. I mentioned we don't know how healthy Cooper Cup is. If they take away Cooper Cup, that's Matt Stafford's bread and butter. Either way, whether it's Cooper Cup is healthy or not, you can see how you can see how much Matt Stafford relies on him. And even if Cooper Cup is playing and healthy, Matt Stafford oh, is just he's like a turnover machine. I hate to say it, but he really is this year. So I think Tampa Bay will capitalize. We'll get some turnovers. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, I don't know. Stafford has been a turnover machine, but he he actually looked like kind of lights out last week. He looked like a real quarter. He looked like the Matthew Stafford that I I love. Uh, he looked like that guy that you know threw Calvin for three hundred twenty nine yards and and had the fake spike back in twenty fifteen or whenever it was. Um, yeah, so, so my starts are New England, Miami, and Minnesota, right? Miami, I th- I think is a little bit contradictory because I'm saying start Justin Fields, but I, I think, you know, Fields could throw an interception and he could still have a good game. I think a good game for Justin Fields is different. You know, you're, you're not expecting the Ram, the, the, the Bears to put up 40 points. If the Bears put up 21 points, I mean, that's a huge game for Justin Fields, and it could still be a good game for the Miami defense as well. Um, New England, right, their, their defense is playing well. Minnesota, same deal. They're both playing not such such great opponents, um, so I'm taking both of those as my starts. Yeah, I agree with all those. For my sit I am going to go with Tennessee going up against Kansas City. Kansas City just puts up points like no other team I've seen besides the Bills this year. Maybe the Dolphins when two is healthy too. I guess the Eagles as well. But Kansas City puts up points at will. Sit Tennessee this weekend. Cincinnati, I know they're going against the the Panthers, but the Panthers have been playing well the last two games. They beat the Bucks 21 to 3. They almost upset the Falcons if it wasn't for that unsportsmanlike call penalty. And still they put up 30 plus points. Cincinnati, they just allowed 32 points to Jacoby Brissett and the Browns. I'm going to sit Cincinnati this week and the LA Rams. I know Tom Brady struggled. I know Tampa Bay's offense has struggled, but I think Tampa Bay can get it back on track. And one thing, even in their struggles, Tampa Bay just doesn't turn the ball over. Tom Brady's still not really throwing interceptions. Leonard Fournette can hang on to the ball. So I just don't think this is a good week for the Rams to get any points. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, I don't think that's crazy at all. Um, I've got the Jets. whoop de doo That's an obvious one. Uh, I guess the only reason I put it there is because the Jets are like top 15. They've been doing well. Yeah, they've been good. I put Green Bay in here. Um, I think Goff could still do something this game. I know you have him as a sit. Um, I know they don't have Hawkinson, which is going to hurt, but they got Swift back. Yep. Um, it could be an okay week for 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 the the Lions. Arizona, you know they're they're playing Seattle. Seattle's putting up points. Seattle's playing good offense. The Seattle's not turning the ball over, um, which is so surprising. I mean, Geno Smith. That dude's got player, player, uh, comeback player of the year written all over him. Um, You know, it's not Matt Ryan, that's for sure. So I'm taking Arizona as a step. 
Yeah, definitely agree with all those as well. All right, we have a few minutes left. So quickly, Jacob and I are going to do a new segment we have where we predict the top fantasy scores in the quarterback, running back, and wide receiver prediction. So this week, my top quarterback that I have that I think is going to score the most points is Pat Mahomes. I mentioned how Pat Mahomes is always driven by a motivational factor. I mentioned also how he was embarrassed last year when the Titans beat them 27-3. to I think he comes out this game. He's coming off a bye week, so he's well-rested. I don't think Kadarius Tony is going to play, whether he plays or not. Pat Mahomes seems to have developed some good chemistry with Juju. He also has Travis Kelsey. I think that Mahomes is going to put up some big points in this game. So Mahomes, I think, is going to be the number one quarterback scorer this week. My running back that I like is Derrick Henry. Same thing. I think the Titans are just going to rely on Derrick Henry to run the ball, whether it's Malik Willis starting this week or Ryan Tannehill. They're just going to pound the ball with Derrick Henry. He had an explosive game against the Texans last week. I think he comes out and he's a beast again this game. He's going to be good for a couple touchdowns. So Derrick Henry is going to be my number one running back to start. And then the the wide receiver I think is going to get the most points is Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams had one catch last week, and I'm a Devontae Adams owner who was about to throw the TV against the wall when I saw that he only finished with 1.2 points. But I think he bounces back this week. I know Josh Jacobs, they're going to rely on him. I think when Derek Carr does throw the ball, they're going to they're gonna launch it to Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams had to express frustration after the game. So I think he's your number one wide receiver in fantasy this week. What are your picks, Jacob? Yeah, you know, Devontae Adams has proven that he's no stranger to showing his frustration this season. Yep. That's for sure. Oh, I almost got um, arrested. <laughs> yeah. My quarterback is Josh Allen. Um, I think on any given week, he's a, a good bet. Yep. And I think he's going to tear the Jets a new one. Uh, I don't think this is going to be a close game. I think Zach Wilson will help him out with, you know, hopefully three, maybe 17 interceptions in this game. Um, he's my pick for top scoring QB. I think Aaron Jones is actually that guy who's going to be the top scoring running back this week. I mean, he actually – he was the sole reason the Packers moved the ball against the Bills. Like sure. nobody else was doing anything. And Aaron Jones is, first of all, he's Aaron Rodgers' favorite. Second of all, he's an absolute beast. And they're playing a much deeper, weaker defense this week. I think he can be, you know, for the for the first time this season at least, there's a chance for him to be the guy who gets 100 receiving yards and 100 rushing yards. That offense runs through him. So I see, you know, a ton of usage for him this week. And, and a ton of fantasy points. So he's my pick on the running back side of things. And then for the receiver, I'm taking Cooper Cup. It's been a few weeks since Cup's been, you know, a 14-catch, 130-yard guy. But if he puts up one of his big performances, and I, I'm not I'm not expecting him to be out because of an ankle injury. I mean, this dude's tough as nails. Uh, you know, he did light up the Bucks last the last two times we played them, like absolutely light them up. So uh, a 12-catch, 160-yard, two-touchdown performance is within Cooper Cup's reach. And, I mean, he's the guy you kind of expect to lead. So I'm taking him. Yeah, all good picks. Can't really can't really go wrong with any of them. But we are out of time. I want to thank everyone for joining. And before we sign off, Jacob, any last words of advice or any thoughts for the audience? You know, tonight's game isn't going to be such an interesting one. Um but hope everyone's enjoying their NFL season. 
hopefully they're getting some good content, some good picks from us, and hope everyone has a nice weekend. Yep, and if you if it is a blowout, you could always watch the World Series game. That's on as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, true. everyone. We Jacob and I will be back next week to recap this week and also give you a preview of the Take care.